Welcome back to another episode of the Mixed Witches Podcast. It is May. Yes, bitch. <laughs> and, at, and at the time of our recording, Beltane just happened. So. Yup. Yeah. I don't know if anybody else did anything. I did not do anything. I, I um, cleaned my house, my, my mini apartment, whatever you want to call it, my dorm room. And, uh, yeah. And I didn't socialize. I've accepted that I'm not going to do anything on most of the Wiccan holidays. Pretty much. Pretty much. I acknowledge that they happen, but I have no plans. Yeah. I'll bask in the um, energy of the day, and that's about it. (laughs) And that's... That's about it. Despite the fact my therapist keeps telling me, she's like, hey, you need to socialize more. And I said, hey, I don't want to. (laughs) I do, but also no, because the only people to socialize with around here are my coworkers. And I'm not really that much of a fan. I like my coworkers. It's funny you say that, though, because I know a lot of people have been talking about, like, the whole introvert-extrovert thing since we're going to open up the world more. And I remember when I made that little, like, thing that I showed you being, like, trauma is not a personality trait. I also feel like, even though I acknowledge that I'm an introvert and there's nothing wrong with that, some people really do use that as, like, a personality trait or, like, an excuse to not socialize. Being like, no, maybe you're just antisocial and an asshole. (laughs) It has nothing to do with your introvertedness. Right. Like, I have nothing against my coworkers. They're, They're great people. But at the same time, I'm with them seven days or five days out of the week. And when I finally, (laughs) yeah, sometimes I'm just kind of like, you guys are great. And sometimes it's fun to go hang out with you. But other times, especially when I'm feeling like shit, like I was yesterday. um, First off, I don't want to go bringing your party down. And second off, I just know if I go out to deal with people, it's just going to make me feel worse. (laughs) Yeah. And on top of that, when you do, like, intermix personal life with work life by intermixing it with people, sometimes that makes people forget that you still have a professional working relationship. Yeah. And that's not something I want to deal with. (laughs) (laughs) I remember having the thought when I was thinking of my social anxiety. I'm like, your social anxiety is, your introvertedness is not an excuse for your social anxiety. You still have to fix this. Yeah. Yeah, that's why she keeps telling me I need to go be social somewhere. And and she's going to be real disappointed when she hears I had two opportunities to go be social. And I said, never mind. Well, it's okay. It's, it, it's not always a run. Sometimes it's a crawl. It's a very, very, 
very slow crawl. <laughs> anyway, it's your turn to go first today. What what are you talking about? Well, since we keep talking about energies, and honestly, social media was another reason why I wanted to talk about this, and not in a good way. Oh. But I feel like people are always talking about energy, but nobody ever talks about what that is. Okay. So, masculine and feminine energy. What does that actually fucking mean? <laughs> that's, a, that's a good one. That is a really actually good one because people talk about it and then you're sitting there making assumptions. No, literally. Because, I mean, I guess I understand because it's a basic thing and it's something you should have learned when you first got into it. But just like us, we kind of dived headfirst into one thing and didn't dive headfirst into all the rest. <laughs> What are you talking about? <laughs> Being basic bitches, and we didn't learn the basics before we tried right. to be bitches. <laughs> cool. Well, you know what, though? Because I do feel like this is a bit of a teaching error. Like, nobody really teaches it. Yeah. But I'm not going to get on that soapbox. <laughs> it's okay. We already had a whole two hours worth of soap soapbox today. <laughs> I, you you've already touched on it a bit when you talked about your basic series. That even though it's basic, it still doesn't get touched on. Right. So it just kind of gets ignored. Right. It it doesn't get touched on because it's basic, but that's the problem. It's basic, so it needs to get touched on. I have feelings. Right. Anyway. <laughs> anyway. So masculine energy, also known as Yang energy which is also positive energy. So anytime you hear it, those are key words. They all are the same. Well, same as in how spirituality is similar, but they all mean the same shit. <laughs> that's, not, that's not even act. I'm not even going to try and act some sort of eloquent way. They're slightly different, obviously, but they're all the same thing. Right. So you hear masculine energy or yang energy or positive energy we're all talking about the same ish so masculine energy so i'm going to use them all is what i'm saying <laughs> they all mean the same thing and i'm probably going to use well, multiple times or pick pick and choose but i mean if you're not eastern you probably don't use yang but it is the same thing you're just if we're you're western you're going to hear masculine but positive also means the same thing, is what I'm saying. So, it is ruled by the sun. Dun, 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 dun. And it is, <laughs> yeah, you over there, sun energy. That's me <laughs> with that good old Leo masculine energy. <laughs> it is, our masculine energy is governed by our sympathetic nervous system, which is our fight or flight response. It embodies action, direction, leading, and focus. It is ruled by the logical and analytical thinking part of the brain. When considered by yin and yang, it is represented by the color white. And it is a linear and rigid energy stimulated by challenge. It is also repelling or propelling, like pushing energy it's like force and action so thinking if 
physics or thinking of the real world. It is propulsion. It is energy. <laughs> Whereas, <laughs> oh, I just thought of something vulgar. Let's uh, not. Let's not. <laughs> Think of it. It's the same thing. Like if you shake a if you shake a soda bottle. Oh my god. <laughs> that's what that's. What about? What about if you drop a Mento in a Coke bottle? Right. It's like a rocket. <laughs> okay. Can we think of any more analogies? No. Nope. <laughs> masculine. Well, I could. I could. But Clearly. We're not going to. But we're not going to talk about <laughs> that one. Oh. Um, I'm talking to them. Go away. Give me the dog. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. Oh. <laughs> uh. Speaking of masculine energy, this little shit. Anyway. <laughs> Honestly, that is what I think. I think of, like, rockets. Like, pfft. Like, pfft. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> we got it. Makes sense. Um... me when I talk of feminine energy because for some reason I get more ideas after the feminine than I do the masculine which says a lot about me <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was writing this down and researching it I was like okay yang and then I was writing all the stuff from feminine energy and I was just getting ideas I was like oh well that makes sense because you are the feminine energy in this working partnership <laughs> we have <laughs> yeah this friendship of ours <laughs> I remember. I don't know why you saying that just triggered it, but I remember now. <laughs> Masculine energy. I'll save it till the end. Let me just. <laughs> okay. <laughs> it sounds better. It sounds better after the explanation. I ignore me. Let me apologize. So, masculine energy, propulsion energy it is action energy. Feminine energy, yin energy, and negative energy, interchangeable is the opposite it is ruled by the moon it is governed by the parasympathetic nervous system which is rest and digest it embodies softness slowing down and rest and it is ruled by the creative center of the brain or half of the brain of course if you know anything about yin it is represented by the i have a dog i, I apologize it is represented by the color black which, if you would make sense, is represented by darkness and also the womb space, which is enclosed and dark. It is fluid energy. It is stimulated by praise. And it is attraction or pulling energy in action. Imagine a black hole or a vacuum. I wrote down the shadow form. Because for some reason it was it made sense, and I didn't write it for masculine energy. But the shadow form of feminine energy would be an energetic vampire. Oh, that's that's what that is. Somebody, mm. when you say obviously, we haven't actually got into shadow a lot. But of course, when I say the shadow form, I mean, well, the, I mean the toxic form to be honest. But it's somebody. It's too much of it. 
if you know someone who has too much feminine energy or they're being controlled by their feminine energy, those are that's when you think of the attraction and pulling. That's when it can be a detriment. That's when you have the whole black hole effect and a lot of energetic sucking. Those are people who are, if, if you know an energetic vampire, they're way too into their feminine energy. Which is why it's important to recognize that we are not talking of gender. So, in this is not about divine masculine, divine feminine, but it is the same. How that is not about gender. This is also not about gender. Everybody has masculine and feminine energy, or yin and yang. Everybody's in a balance. And when you are out of balance, you know. But when you are out of balance, when you have too much yin energy and you're relying too much on your yin energy, you can become an energetic vampire. Or when you I would say I didn't think of the shadow form because I think it was hard to describe, but Western society is the disbalance of yang energy. Everything is about go, 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 push, 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 you know, hustle. Right. Work your job, make money, you know, never be emotional. Retire. (laughs) Right. You know, it's ruled by the logical and analytical part of the brain, which not getting on the soapbox, but it's why we kind of have a scientific society, not a spiritual one. Let's be straight up. (laughs) So. I do think, though, if you want to talk about gender, I mean, we already know dudes are supposed to be governed by their masculine yang energy and women are not. And women are supposed to be feminine yin energy and not masculine. But that is also why I say Western society is just overtly masculine energy because, to be dead serious, I actually don't know too many women who are yin energy, which is why I kind of felt a certain way growing up. Or it's why, to be dead serious, it's why sex workers are looked down on and models are looked down on or even as... We've already talked about this personally, you and I, but it's like, you know... Some sections of feminism have that idea that you're not allowed to be pretty anymore, like you're doing things for the dude and what have you. Right. It's because our society is so yang energy. You know, and and it's not a negative, but, but we are at the point of feminism where it is about yang energy. It's about being a career woman. But it is that kind of outlier of now it's been misconstrued too much and now you're supposed to be like an every woman. Right. That's not that's not better. I'm not I'm getting (laughs) we can't get on that soapbox again we went on it too long because it's just too much and I was like sure let's talk about energy and then I was and then I started doing it and I was like oh I'm not having the fun time (laughs) (laughs) now I feel I feel the soapbox coming here it comes yet again I do feel very in governed I know my first house and my, you know, my ascendant is a water sign, which means I am yin governed, (laughs) but whatever. I just, I struggle with my masculine energy and that's fine. (laughs) I'm working on it. I recognize (laughs) it. That's the first step. Right. And I'm on the flip side of that with my double Leo. You very are. (laughs) You, you very are. And I've always, I've always been a struggle bus with my yin yin energy always ever since I was a child no it's okay (laughs) like I think 
told you about the amount, like how my sister used to call me an emotional, emotionless robot. I've, I think I've told you about that oh. time. But they, they, like my family used to tell me I didn't have any emotions because I wouldn't cry at movies and stuff like that. Oh. And it's only like since I was a teenager, like an older teenager, that I started to actually like feel emotional when it came to movies and music and now I just cry all the time. But <laughs> yeah, they, they used to say I didn't have any emotions because I would just look at it. I would be like, I don't understand why y'all are crying. Like it's not that sad, but okay. Right. It's important. Like it's important to recognize that yin energy is like receptive energy. Because I would also say, that's why I say energetic vampire. I would also say you could say the shadow form is somebody who always plays the victim. Mm. Because they're always looking for reception. They're always looking for somebody else to go to to validate them. Yin energy is very much about validation. That's why it's stimulated by praise. That can be very much a detriment. And I, as I said, I don't want to make this about gender. But the thing is, I do know a lot of women that way, personally. <laughs> just kind of whining the whining and I know that's one thing that's I feel like I've always felt very masculine about which I have also um tried to curb <laughs> I'm not a like a whiner and I don't like whining right but I'm also trying to be more sympathetic about this being like no that's you are they whining or are you being an asshole <laughs> are they whining are they allowed to be whining because if they are shut up is it a shitty situation whine. that they should be complaining about <laughs> Is it valid that they're whining, or are you just being a dick? That, re- that, that reminds me of, like, uh, I was talking to one of my coworkers about it the other day, but sometimes I'm just kind of blind to the way people talk sometimes, because yeah. we were, um, like, I had to get a, a seat checkout. So a seat checkout is, like, so you know where everything that explode that can explode and may explode is, so you don't trigger it essentially. And we were going through the whole thing. And, uh, later on when we got back to our workplace, the coworker that had been with me, he was like, Oh my God, (laughs) this, this first class that was there was being such a fucking dickhead about doing this sheet checkout and blah, 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 blah. And I was sitting there, I was like, was he? I don't really, (laughs) I was like, I didn't, feel like he was being condescending but maybe that was just my me being blind to it because i i don't know i'll just ignore you Uh, it's fair but i mean it's also like it could just be that person seeing it as condescending and they weren't right that that's also how i was like okay well either i don't care (laughs) and he was or he wasn't (laughs) and you were feeling some type of way Either way, this is like the whole conversation we were just having about that being their truth and this being my truth. And I can like, I can accept that that's how you felt. And I'll accept that this is how I feel. Doesn't change the situation that happened. Right. Anyway, sorry. Hijacking your your side of the story. (laughs) No, no, it's important. But... I say to say, that's why I say it's not about gender, because as two ladies, especially as two ladies who are different energies, it is, we are good examples of how it's important that you have to have both. You cannot be one. Right. We know that 
men are are normally forced and pushed by society to be in their masculine energy, so they're not sensitive. They don't care. Because <laughs> they're told not to. That's feminine. Well, wait. That's why I don't want to date none of y'all. <laughs> no. <laughs> but as I say, it's something that I feel like I've grappled with, is that, you know, I, there are times where I've pushed myself to be masculine because I felt my natural feminine energy was like, you're a crybaby. I've been called that all my, all my whole life, you're a crybaby. And I'm like, I'm not a crybaby. But I guess if that's what y'all call me, then I guess that's what I am. It's not true. And you know what? Even if it is true, so I don't care about y'all. <laughs> I'm a cry. Let me cry. Let me be me. <laughs> Let me cry. Who cares? You didn't ask y'all. My crying is not hurting you. <laughs> Uh, it's also interesting. We have a, we're, let's not even get in the soapbox, but it's interesting to think, to see the attributes that I have some, I've just pulled up some on Pinterest that I will name for y'all. But it's so interesting to see things for feminine energy because it makes me think of different goddesses and that makes me have different thoughts, mm. especially for the ones that I'm attracted to. Cause it, it's like when I think of the goddesses that are like, um, more like Hera and what have you, that makes me think, Hmm. That might be why I'm not attracted to certain goddesses. Oh, yeah. Because there are certain go- there are certain gods and goddesses that have different energies that are not attributed to their gender. Right. Like Hera and Artemis, not Artemis, well, probably Artemis, yeah. but the one I was thinking of was Hera and Athena definitely, like, put out big yang energy. Oh, gee, that's exactly, that is what they are. We're sort of thinking how it's sometimes weird how, like, moon gods are gods right because we we see masculine energy a certain it, it is a certain way and that means they are not that they are yin energy right 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 but like there's nothing wrong with that i think obviously i think i talked about that during um one of the i want to say it was in october when i was talking about like the death gods and stuff and I was talking about how the Philippines had a had a masculine yeah. or had a masculine no a male moon right. god and I was right. like that's weird you don't see that ever right so going off of that and seeing some of these attributes if you are not a person I just thought of this if you're not a person who's interested in chakras or you don't give a shit this could be your other mode everything is about balance but of course you don't have to believe everything even everything we talk about here doesn't necessarily mean we believe it. We are giving all the information. So I'm saying, you don't believe in, like, having all your chakras in balance or that's, like, not your thing. This could be your thing because this is also about balance and you need to have this in balance. Also, some sh- sh- certain chakras have certain energies. Some of them are masculine and some of them are feminine. Which I kind of feel like is a given. Your sacral chakra is feminine. Right. Your solar plexus chakra is masculine energy. But that's so... It's all about balance, okay? That's what I'm saying. (laughs) (laughs) So, attributes of yin energy. I'm just going to read it because I've said some of these, but I'm just going to read it. I'm not going to worry about it. Feminine, negative charge, black, shade, night, the moon, water, cold, wetness, autumn and winter, faded, discreet, indirect, rounded, Softness, flexibility, inactivity, stillness, calm, slow, tired, front side, 
left side, internal, interior, closed in spaces, mental, even numbers, intuition, storage, quiet, receptive, death, and higher pitches. So then attributes of yang energy are all the opposites of that. So masculine, positive charge, white, light, gay, the sun, fire, heat, dryness, summer and spring, vibrant, obvious, direct, straight, hardness, solidity, activity, movement, energetic, fast, lively, backside, right side, external, exterior, open spaces, physical, odd numbers, logic, usage, loud, giving, life, and lower pitches. And we could go on and on and on and on. <laughs> it could continue for fucking ever. I feel like, here's the thing that I find so interesting about spirituality. Like, all of this stuff is really, like, subconscious. Like, reading all of that is like, well, no shit. It's like stuff you know, but, like, it's now being explained. But as humans, like, we know it. You you know, but you know, you know it because you never had to be taught it. <laughs> Right, it's just in the human brain. Psyche. <laughs> the collective unconscious. No, literally. <laughs> <laughs> so. I feel this is my time to say, analyze yourself. Are you out of balance? Yes, we're all out of balance. You're probably, you know what, honestly, let's, let's normalize the fact that you're probably really rarely ever in balance, because that would be, like, perfect, and nothing's perfect. Yeah, like, you're always going to have to have a push and pull anyways. Right. There, it is, it is how it is, because, speaking of yin and yang, yin and yang is also talking about good and bad, whereas there is good and there is bad, and there is bad in the good, and good, and bad, and that is life. So, you are always out of balance, but that's not a bad thing. But I am saying, take this moment to recognize where you are out of balance, and try to work on some balance. Right. I feel like... I am definitely not in my masculine energy. <laughs> and I recognize that writing this, I knew this, and I've been thinking about it since. I'm like... Mm. Uh, <laughs> just, uh... <laughs> I'm not like a pusher. I'm not an actioner. I'm very much a. I am a pushover, but I'm very much just lenient energy. I just go with the flow. And I'm like, I'm not used to taking charge of stuff. Right. Because there's some of that is like because I couldn't. Like I, you know, I just never. I. I was just things are out of my control, and then that also means that I'm not used to it. <laughs> so now that I can, I don't. And I know that I need to do not that. Right. <laughs> Speaking about things being out of balance, though, because I feel like things have to be out of balance for, like, forward movement. Because if you're perfectly in balance and everything's right. perfectly in balance, you're never going to get anywhere. Because you don't have to do right. anything. <laughs> Basic physics, right? Like You need a push to have a pull. You or you external... Yeah. Right, you need force. Force to push anywhere. To get anywhere. Right. 
Right. You got it. We got it. <laughs> well, there is no there is no uh, order without chaos. You right, literally right. have to have both. Right. You, I saw a quote the other day. I, I don't remember if it was actually from the manga or if it was something I was reading in a fan fiction. But the quote was, you can have villains, but you can't have heroes without the villains. You can have the heroes. You can have villains without the heroes, but you can't have heroes without the villains. And I was like, "Are you guys okay?" I mean, you're right. That is, it's straight up right. But I will say, are they then villains without heroes? Chicken or the egg? Right. Well, because then you have to have something to where you can call that thing a villain. Right. Something there has to be bad. something else. Otherwise, they're just people who do stuff. But you have to have good people to have bad people. Right. Because otherwise you can't call them bad because they, they wouldn't be. There is no good. Anyway. We are being very philosophical dad, today. Well, I don't. I know some people. They, I'm going to say I know some people aren't going to like this. It doesn't make it not true. But my dad always used to tell me whenever I was having like hard days or people were being mean to me. He said, you know what, though? Ugly validates beauty because you can't have one without the other. Right. So when other people are being ugly... That validates when you're not. Mm, okay. I get that. Because That's... you can't you can't have ugly without you. Well, I mean, okay, listen, I'm not here to tell you about yourself and I didn't say I was a nice person. There are some ugly people in this world. But we would we we wouldn't have beautiful people if we didn't have ugly because then everyone would just be the same. Right. <laughs> I mean, I'm not saying I'm beautiful than more people, but I am saying there are some people who are straight up beautiful. So it's just I don't know. I'm I'm not sorry for them. Listen, they are. But that also does mean there are some people who are not. <laughs> but I'm also not saying that's you. You're beautiful, okay? You're listening to this. <laughs> but you have days where you're ugly. <laughs> Fix that. <laughs> Everyone does. Oh, uh, yeah. <laughs> Me yesterday. <laughs> some days you have, you know what, though? Like, some... <laughs> It's why you need to be in balance because some, and it's normalizing it, but it's not a bad thing because you are going to have days like where you're going to be a bitch and then you're going to go home and know that you were and that that was wrong and that you shouldn't fix that. But you have the chance to fix that and be nice to somebody else. So do that. (laughs) So do that thing and be nice to somebody else if you were not nice to somebody else. (laughs) Learn from your mistakes. (sighs) The hard lesson. That's why I say, that's why I say there is good, that's why they say it in the yin and yang. That's why there's a black dot in the white and the white dot in the black, because there is bad in the good and good in the bad. Which means you're a good person, but in a way, you have to have bad thoughts and sometimes do bad things to be a good person. That was another thing I thought. <laughs> because I remember, like, hearing that, that one phrasing somebody said, fearless people are not people without fear. They are people who do things despite the fear. I like that one. Because you have to feel fear to be fearless. Right. In a way. Fear, people who you go, oh my god, they're fearless. That doesn't mean they don't feel fear. They just move despite the fear. Right. Good, pe- good people that don't do, they're, they're not absent of bad. They choose to do good because they know the difference. That means they probably have done bad and will do it again. But you know the difference. Right. 
Y'all didn't come here for philosophy lesson, but I uh, hope no, you enjoyed it. <laughs> I, I, I enjoy stuff like this. <laughs> it cannot be helped sometimes. Sometimes. I like, I, speaking of, I like chakras and I believe in chakras, but this is easier to digest, I feel. Yeah. When it's considering, like, when you're out of balance and you're talking about, oh, my chakras are out of balance, it kind of makes more sense for me to think of it this way than to think of it, like, in chakras, because there are seven chakras, and I can't be asked to remember them all. <laughs> right. I do, but, like, I don't want to sit here and be like, which chakra is it? <laughs> I feel like the... This is two options. <laughs> I feel like the chakras are a good basis when you're working towards something specific. So, like, if you are working, you want to be more creative than you would work with your your uh, sacral chakra. If you want to be more grounded, you would work with your root chakra. So on and so forth. Yeah. You get what I'm talking about. Like, I feel yeah. like I feel like they're a tool rather than something because there's seven of them. You're never gonna have all of them in balance at the same time, and like, how do I explain this? We were, we were already talking about things always being out of balance, so you're always going to have to work on them. But where the yin and yang is an easier one to get into balance for a period of time, like, your, severin, your seven chakras are never going to be in balance, just period. There's fucking right. seven of them. By the time you get to your crown chakra and fucking open that shit up because it's going to take forever, your root chakra is going to be fucking closed again. Right. Well, I feel like, actually, I kind of feel like what you're saying, but I feel like that's, I feel like yin and yang is a good example of where to start. And then you can move on to a chakra because they're all like, your crown chakra is, would be yin energy. Because it's intuition. Right. But I feel like that's why, that's a good place to start. Okay, is it yin or is it yang? And then from there, you can be like, well, if it's yang, then that means it's probably, like, my root or my solar plexus or, like, my throat. Right. Or if it's yin, if it's yin you're like, okay, is it my creativity? Is it my intuition? What is it? <laughs> it's all useful. They're all tools. Yeah. You can use all of them. Every I'm use all of them. But I'm not even going <laughs> Everything's a tool. You just have to learn how to work with it it's like you didn't you didn't come out of the womb knowing how to use a screwdriver you had to figure that shit out okay well it's actually that's a good example because i do feel like that's a good example of it's not all if you say all oh, my masculine energy i need to be in that more i think your chakras are a good way to analyze but in what way because as we're sitting here thinking about it i'm like mm. Not everything's out of balance. I'm not completely out of my masculine energy. There are some things that are fine. <laughs> Maybe your yin is out of balance, but you are your intimacy is fine. So right. It's like, okay, well, what is it then? Would be something else. Maybe your intuition is off. So it's not complete. It's not like it's like a scale, right? Like right. the whole thing isn't always out of balance. Sometimes it's just a little bit uneven. Right. For me, with my non-existent. I'm going to stop. <laughs> like, I have high creativity, high intuition, but I have no intimacy. <laughs> but you, you, go to the, you go to the yang side, and I've got high logic and high, like, work ethic and stuff like that. 
but then I'm I'm kind of a pushover sometimes, like because I don't want no conflict. <laughs> Balance. Oh, I just saw one of the signs of excess for your yin energy is oversleeping. Girl, listen, that's the depression Girl. talking. <laughs> <laughs> One of the signs of excess for yang energy is anger, restlessness, violence, insomnia. You mean my entire teenage years? Yes. <laughs> when I was suppressing, it was suppressing, completely suppressing my yin energy because what I thought it was too feminine. About? <laughs> All of our weave characters, what were we just talking about? Oh, no. Well, we were just talking about the society, too, because, like... When I was a teenager, I was like, I can't be that kind of woman. I can't be a housewife, blah, blah, blah. And now I'm kind of more like, you know, I could I could be a housewife if I wanted to. Right now, I'm a career lady. <laughs> For sure. Maybe I'll switch. I have, some, I have some foods and activities right here. Because I was just thinking, I did not talk about how to bring them in balance. Oh. Because uh, I didn't think to. But thanks to Pinterest, I have found some. <laughs> Thank you, Pinterest. Uh, so... For yin energy, some activities, yoga, tai chi, stretching, weightlifting, golf, slow walking, and fishing. Ew. Okay. Yeah. I don't know. We all, we can't do the fishing part. I almost said ill to golf too, but then you kept going. I like golf. I don't. God, I hate it. <laughs> it's so fucking boring. Well, I think that's why, I, that's why it's yin energy, because it makes you slow down. It just makes me want to, like, cut off my fingers. I hate it. Yeah, because you're double Leo masculine energy. <laughs> <laughs> Man, I, I'd I rather... Like golf. You over here, I hate golf. That's us. <laughs> like, I'd much rather watch hockey. Somebody's going to get into a fight, and that's why I watch sports. <laughs> Unless it's figure skating, and then figure skating is just beautiful. That's all you need to know about us. (laughs) This is our two personalities. One go. That's all you needed to know. (laughs) Some activities for yang energy is cardio, which is jogging, running, biking, swimming, dancing fast, because this is fast energy, not slow energy, hiking, Wrestling, anything adventure, goal setting, and setting work commitments. Because it's action. You all get it. We you get all it. got it. Some foods. So for yin energy, cow milk, cow cheese, raw veggies like lettuce and cucumber, okay. yogurt, fish, and beef. What's up with all the fucking dairy products? First off, what's up with the dairy products? And then you gave us the cow. <laughs> like, what's up with the cows? Out of the cow. Like, I was, you know what? What does the person do who's I, lactose intolerant? <laughs> I, well, me. But you know what I thought? I was like, is it because feminine produce milk? So milk is thou feminine? Oh, I was just thinking of cows as being feminine. Cows are. Cows can't be. Well, cows are because bulls are masculine. Anyway. Cows cows are girls. Cows are girls. Because bulls are boys. (laughs) (laughs) 
foods. Spices, chicken, lamb, coffee, onion and garlic, and pumpkin. Reading that just made me realize that I am not as out of balance as I think. Yeah, I was thinking that too. Like, between the two, I eat a solid mix of both. (laughs) Good. We're on the right track. Starts with the food. So, I'll just go through the rest of these signs of excess for y'all, and then I I will be done, because I won't have anything else. (laughs) Okay. So, on top of oversleeping, because one of the traits of yin is tired, you have overthinking, slow thinking, sluggishness, laziness, compulsive behavior, lack of motivation, apathy, overeating, and weight gain. Wait, wait, wait. I just had I just had a thought while you were saying all that stuff. It's like, do do you think when we're on our periods, our yin and energy is just out the fucking roof, and our it's, yang oh, is just like cowering in a corner? Because the yin energy has become an Amazon, and now the yang is scared. <laughs> it remind it reminds me of the Eliza Schlesinger like part of the show where she's talking about the, the housewife going to vote. Yeah. <laughs> Mama's going to the polls. <laughs> <laughs> yes, that is absolutely yes. <laughs> That's our uterus when we're on our period. So signs of excess for Yang, on top of the anger and the violence, is restlessness, frustration, inability to relax and let go, regular headaches, insomnia, inability to sit still addictions, and need for constant stimulation. Me. Anyway. Kotsky. <laughs> Ka- yeah, my son. Me. <laughs> Inosuke. <laughs> so, Boy. not to think of it in the negative. Yin energy is nurturing energy. Yang energy is adventurous. Because we don't, not everything has to be so down. That's true. Not everything is bad. Things make it seem like they're bad, but there's positives on both sides. I mean, the brain has a negative bias, so I think we kind of talk about the bad. Yeah, fuck the brain. We've been talking about fuck the brain this whole, all all fucking day. So, uh, we'll just say it. Fuck the brain. I hate it. Masculine yang energy is the emperor card in the tarot, and the feminine energy is the emperor's card. Mm-hmm. And either way, you're an emperor or an empress, so it's okay. <laughs> you know, a lot of the times when I get, like, tarot readings, the empress and the emperor usually come out together. Oh. I don't usually get one or the other. I usually get both. Well, okay. Uh, that actually made me think. So the queen of wands would be masculine energy in a woman. Me. And you would have the King of Cups would be yin energy in a man. Not that that's, it, not that that really matters, but in case you wanted that information, there you go. Just a thought. Just a thought to have. Yeah. I, that made me think that because I kind of pull a Queen of Wands a lot. I'm mm. kind of feeling like that's the message. Girl, get in your masculine. <laughs> Girl, Girl, you need to fucking settle. <laughs> Fucking so balance. Your masculine energy. So if you pull a queen in a masculine, duh. Then cups and pentacles are feminine energy. So if you pull a king in your duh. 
that's all I have for feminine and masculine. So now anytime you see it, you'll know what the fuck they're talking about. <laughs> you know now. You know what I find interesting and maybe a bias that I've had my entire life? It still surprises me that masculine energy is considered positive energy because I've always considered it negative energy and feminine energy to be positive energy. Well, and I can't example, reconcile with that. Just, especially we were just talking physics. When you say that's another thing, masculine and feminine is not about gender. Positive and ma- positive and negative is more the scientific de- definition than ours. Because positive and negative don't mean the same thing in science than in the connotation in the real world. Right. Negative is detracting. Right. It's, it's a repulsion. It's pulling. Positive energy is pushing. I find it very interesting that it means the same thing spiritually and scientifically. So maybe we should think about it. It all, it all comes together. They're all the same thing. It's all the same shit, you guys. You guys. <laughs> You guys, we keep telling you this and nobody believes us. Electrons are negative energy. They pull. Things are attracted. Hello? <laughs> <laughs> it's just magnets. It's just science. <laughs> <laughs> I get mad because I do feel like we have such a bias. You can't be spiritual and you can't be scientific. They have to be separate. That's not true. That's not true. Like, there's so many scientists who were spiritual and who were, uh, what's it called? Religious back in the day. And something just went wrong and suddenly you couldn't be both at the same time. Einstein believed in God and that's all I need to know. That's it for me. I I, need to hear more. I always like to remember the quote that he had that, um... The one, he, he was saying, oh, fuck, I can't remember. I'm not going to fuck it up. Anyway, Einstein had a good quote for religion in science and science and religion. Look it up. I also cannot remember it. Solid. <laughs> what do you have for us? Okay, today I am going to be talking about cord cutting because one of my coworkers asked me if I had any experience in it, and I didn't. So <laughs> I'm looking it up for her. And uh, yeah, this is this is the information I got. And all my information is coming from vice.com, mm, ne- necessite, <laughs> necessite.co, and uh, insighttimer.com. So what is cord cutting? Cord cutting is a form of energetic cleansing. It can help you separate yourself from a toxic person and the situ like a situation from the past or present times. Um, It can help sever unhealthy ties between you and another person. So all this has to do with like a lot of it goes into relationships, but it doesn't have to just be the be-all, end-all, like relationships aren't the only thing it can be attached to. It can also uh, help you sever unhealthy ties between places or things that don't serve you anymore and is actually beginning to harm you. I saw it described as think of cord cutting like getting rid of split ends. So split ends don't serve you and when you cut them off you're gonna have more growth. 
that's a good, that's a, I like that analogy. Yeah. So, what is an energy cord? Before I even go into doing the cord cutting. Speaking of energy. <clears throat> speaking of energy, <laughs> let's talk about the basics of what energy cord is. I feel like we just had, a like, the one brain cell was splitting good time between the two of us while we were doing this stuff. Because I was doing these energy. notes. I was doing these notes, and I was like, you know what? <laughs> Nobody's going to know what an energy cord is. Like, I mean, people obviously know what an energy cord is. But if you don't, none of this is going to fucking make sense. So, what is an energy cord? <laughs> Simply put, it's a spiritual connection between two unique energy signatures. So, this can be between you and another person, you and an animal, you and a place. Places have their own energy signatures. Like... Oh. Bro, if you've ever walked into a place and said, ooh, I need to leave, it's because it has a specific type of energy. <laughs> so, yeah, hometown. Oh my god, I don't want to talk about that place. Anyway, an oh, energy that cord... that just made me think. Oh, you know god. what, that did just make me think it might be good to do a cord cutting ritual for that. Oh, mm. you right, you right, you right. <laughs> you fucking right. Come on. I never thought about it. I didn't even think about it while this I was being black hole that we're from. Oh, I don't want to. Yeah, no. Go on. Anyways, so an energy cord opens up an energetic channel for emotional communication because energy cords can be good, but they can also do bad. Because if you're in a healthy relationship, you'll have equal energy exchange. You'll be able to like. Like it's kind of like why. Couples who have been together for so long sometimes don't have to talk to communicate. It's the same thing. So they have their energy connection, and it allows them to communicate without verbal communication. But on the flip so side of like, that, what? If you're twins, do you, are you born with one? I would assume so. I would assume you're born with a permanent one. <laughs> because you Almost were made died. together. Either that or it would be very, 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 very difficult to cut. Oh, God. Yeah, go on. <laughs> so, on the flip side of that, you have the negative repercussions of having an energy cord. And no matter what you do, you're going to create an energy cord with people and things and places. It just happens naturally. But... If it doesn't go, like, if it doesn't sever naturally when you leave the place that you were in previously, if the negative connection is still there, they can still suck away at your life force, your energy, whatever you want to call it, and give you bad, bad juju, so on and so forth. Like, negative connection is not a good connection. <laughs> Just think about like the way that your Wi-Fi will just blink at you and say, yeah, I'm on, but you can't get on the internet. Right. I'm going to start saying, you know what? I'm going to, I'm going to start saying harmful. Now that just made me, all of us talking of positive and negative, it just made me think harmful. Yeah. That's a better way to not put bad. it. Yeah. Negative is not bad. Yeah. Harmful. It, like, it's the same way. You know what though? It's the same way that saying like dark is is that's not bad either. Even though we call it black magic, I mean, that's debatable whether or not that's even bad. <laughs> yeah. 
that depends on you. Yeah, that but depends I mean, on you and what you're using it for. But I mean, we call it black, but black in itself is not bad. Right. But we just gave it a we just gave it a bad connotation. I mean, black is used for like protection, for warding. It's been used for by power. fucking witches for centuries to ward off harmful vibes. You know, we got it. We knew that from the beginning. Or like how we know like the night is like harmful, but like is it? It can be. It can be. But also, but also, you can get kidnapped during the day. So True does that. Matter? Broad fucking daylight. <laughs> So harmful, harmful energies. Harmful versus helpful. Oh, oh, got it. Good <laughs> That's <job>. the key. <laughs> <laughs> so, what does a cord look or feel like? So, just like with any energetic thing, something that you can't perceive with your physical eyeball, <laughs> they can all look and feel different. And like many different things. But but while you can't really see it with your physical eyeball, you can see it with your inner eyeball. <laughs> so your third eye. <laughs> and depending on the type of relationship, the type of cord, the type of harmful cord that is attaching you to, it may appear symbolically, like in a specific way to symbolically relate you to this person. So some examples are from, oh my god, I'm going to fuck up her name so hard. Uh, <laughs> Siviolo uh, Polier. Maybe not that bad. It's not great. Siviolo uh, Polier. That can feel like, she said that they can feel like thick barnacle covered rope, metal chains, chain mail, barbed wire, or even other different types of rope. And some of the ways she does cord cutting is to see what this cord feels like and then visualize the correct tool for cutting that specific cord. So if you have like just rope, you can use a pair of scissors. But if you have like a chain, you're gonna need like bolt cutters. Often cords are connected to the chakras, but they can attach at various points just depending on the relationship that created the cord. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> oh. Yeah. Oh. So oh. One, one thing that I saw that they were talking about is somebody who's trying to take, like, took advantage of you sexually, it could be connected to your root chakra. While one person that she was helping, um, the cords were connected to her joints as if the person was, like, directing her like a marionette. So those are examples. Yeah. yeah, right? That was fucked up. All I could think of is how many people are connected to my sacral chakra, and is that why I have no creativity? Oh. You need to do some cord cutting. Well, I mean, I'm not going to stop having multiple lovers, but I'm just, you know, maybe after, like, five, just <laughs> cords. <laughs> There's just like, like a, a fucking octopus <laughs> coming out of your sa your sacral chakra. You're like, I need to cut some of these limbs off. <laughs> so you you see a witch and she's like, How many men have you been with? It's like, why are you asking me that? She's just looking at all the cords coming out of you. She's like, Girl, are you okay? She's like, How many people have you been with? 
why do you why are you still connected to them? Why are you connected to why are you connected to so many energy vampires? Fuck. <laughs> so many thoughts going go ahead <laughs> I just feel like a lot of things are making a little bit of sense <laughs> I'm glad so before I get into how to do the thing um, <laughs> I'm gonna talk about how it would how it's going to feel like after you do the cutting oh. so there's that going to <laughs> yeah that's important <laughs> There's going to be a readjustment in the relationship, whether that person and relationship is no longer existing in your life or if the other person still is there. So the relationship, like I said, might just stop existing in your life or the other person might have like explosive anger or other harmful emotions. Let, let's talk about that. Emotions aren't really harmful either. It's how you use them. Anyway... It, it is it is absolutely your intention behind them. Yeah. Um, other other things that you might feel you might feel a great release, um, a lightness of the body. A, you might burst into tears, which now nah, that's just a normal day for me. <laughs> I saw a girl do a, a cord cutting from her mother, and she just started crying. Oh man. That like she felt the release that it was just gone. I was like, you know what though. That's visceral. Yeah. That's, like, deep in there. <laughs> oh, I, I feel her on a spiritual level. <laughs> talking about earlier what we were talking about. Oh. This is very... Re we're having a very relevant day. Yes. Everything is connecting. Yeah. Literally, even everything we talked about, that is not on the pod. Right? Like, everything is connected. No, today. literally. That's crazy. <laughs> Fucking magic, man. <laughs> Other things that you might feel, continuing on, is you might feel a rush of energy. You might feel exhausted, nauseous, or lightheaded. And unfortunately, healing is going to be a process. You can't just do the cord cutting and it'll be good. You'll be forever healed. That's not how it works. And if the person is still in your life post-cord cutting you're going to have to set up and maintain healthy boundaries or the cord's just going to, you know, form again with the same negative negativity. See, I'm still doing it with the same harmful energy. <laughs> Reinvent the wording. Yeah. So just like when we talked about shadow, shadow work, we've talked about it before. It's going to be work and it's going to be constant work. But you'll feel better if you do the work. Oh, yeah. Not during, but after. But after. <laughs> so what are some signs of unhealthy courting? Because like I said, some courting can be good. Like, not everything is going to be terrible. <laughs> but what, what are some signs for unhealthy courting? Uh, you have depleted energy, feelings of depression, lethargy, or unexplained sadness. Uh, feeling stuck or indecisive, obsessing over this other person, like consistently, constantly, you don't ever not have them in your thoughts, uh, being ju judgmental or deprecating about another person, lowered immunity and getting sick all the time, unhealthy habits or addictive behaviors such as smoking, drinking, drugs in excess, 
because of course people just have habits doesn't mean something's wrong they just have a habit but in excess so you're smoking like a pack a day so on and so forth yeah. to detriment to you yeah memories of things that the person has said um you're like remembering these things and you're still feeling their judgment or the criticism they put onto you. Like it's still feeling fresh. You just continue to feel it over and over again. And then temptation to return to that person. That it that is a sign of an unhealthy courting because they're still there having sway over you. Let's talk about another sign. Because you just made me think. There are a couple people I know I should cut from that are not in my life and have not been in my life for years, but how do I know? Keep getting them in tarot readings. Oh, man. And... I mean, so, I'm sitting here being like, why the fuck does this person keep popping up? Maybe because you still have a cord. Right. That you like, care about. Like, the cords don't have a distance maximum. Like... They don't have They don't have an expiration date. <laughs> no. They're, they're energy. They don't... The physical doesn't affect them the same way. So you could be continents away from people and they're, they're still connected to you energetically. That's why you have a feeling to return because they're still connected to you energetically no matter where you are in the world. So going on from which, that. Okay, which is an okay. example. It means if you're connected to them, that means they're connected to you. So even if you're not thinking of them, they could be thinking of you. They could be wanting to return to you and that's going to just trickle to you. Right. I did see something connected. about... I, I did see something about that, and I don't know why I didn't write it down. But yeah, like their wants well, and hopes and stuff can trickle onto your side. Well, it made me think of the past lovers. Remember that like old ass video I was talking about, like how you know someone's trying to manifest you. That's what made me think of that because I'm like, yeah, they could be thinking about you. You could be giving no fucks, but they could be trying to manifest you even if they don't recognize it, and you still have a cord. So then you're going to start dreaming of them or thinking of them, right. smelling them. Oh, God, I have that problem. Smelling <laughs> someone's perfume or cologne or something. Well, um, during, like, during the research that I was doing, uh, one of the sites was talking about how if you want to get back with an ex, like, you, you legitimately do. This is not, like, you've done the thought process and you're like, okay, I think we can get back together. One of, Not in a detrimental way. Yeah. A good in thing a to do is to do a cord cutting so you reform a stronger, better cord instead of oh. something that has all the negative, the, the harmful energy from oh. the past relationship attached to it still. Starting new. Yeah, you want to start fresh. Oh. That's so. that kind of cute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like, like I was saying, like, Cord cutting can be, can do more things than just cut off your relationship with somebody you no longer want to have a relationship with. Granted, this isn't something you want to do if you're like, if you want to refresh your relationship with your current partner, that can be a different spell. You don't want to like cut that cord and then restart all over again with everything you need to do. That's going to be a different spell, but... That sounds like, that sounds like too much work. To <laughs> that too, <laughs> right? Like, like the example I gave at the beginning said, treat it as if you're cutting off dead ends. Something that doesn't serve you anymore. 
Cut the umbilical cord, y'all. <laughs> so what are some ways that you can cut cords? You can do a salt bath because salt is good for realigning your energies, stuff like that. Um, smudging using purifying herbs. Journaling, which for this one it gave specifics. So you write out all of your feelings about this person, um, such as all of your frustrations, your desires, your annoyances. Anything goes. Anything you feel towards that person can go in this journal. And then once you're done, once you've completely like filled out your paper, you have nothing left to say about them, you can burn it to symbolically show the cutting of the cord. Uh, visualization or meditation. There's tons of guided meditations for cord cutting. You can find them anywhere. Most of them are free. <laughs> Most meditations are free. I will say that. You can also go to a light worker, a Reiki healer, an energy worker, so on and so on and so on. Somebody that works with energy to help you do this cord cutting. A lot of the times, like, not a lot of the times, some cords you're going to need help for. Some of them are just too strong for you to cut on your own, your own and you're gonna need a little bit of help, like a little bit of that masterful oomph to get, to just sever it. That's not saying you can't do it on your own. You can, you can attempt to do it on your own. Just know some cords might not cut on their own. You know, you don't you don't cut your umbilical cord from your mother. A doctor does that. Exactly. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> some other things are sound meditation or sound therapy, um, elemental magic, jar magic, or candle magic. All right, <laughs> I had to breathe. <laughs> Um, there's no exhaustion of ways or spells to help you do a cord cutting and to help you begin healing. Uh, you can do it physically or symbolically. Like I was talking about, you can burn the piece of paper or you can just do a visualization. And it ends up being what's right for you. Like we've talked about so many times before, it's never going to go away. Sorry, guys. I saw in the one video where the chick started crying, she she did a candle, well, she did candle magic, basically, and she took a, a piece of string, I think it was a piece of red string, though, though I don't think that really mattered. She took a piece of string, and she was, you know, visualizing the person in, in whatever the spell required, and then she just, she put it over the candle, and it burned in the middle. And I was like, I think that's probably how I would do it, because I'm a very, I'm realizing, I'm a very visual witch. Well, speaking of that... Part. <laughs> like I can do I mean I'm sure I could do visualization the more masterful I become but as of today that's not it for me yeah I'm a pretty visual person myself I gotta do the thing I would have to I actually have to cut the cord <laughs> <laughs> uh, speaking of candle magic I have a ritual from vice.com from their article, A Witch's Guide to Cutting Cords, to Cord Cutting, my bad, to Cord Cutting, the simple ritual to get over your ex. So the ritual that they have on this website, in this article, comes from Old Ways Apothecary. So what you're going to need 
is you need a black candle, sage, Florida water, black cotton, black cotton thread, hold on, black cotton thread or yarn, scissors, and a, sa a fire safe container. And you can do this alone or together with somebody else lying down or sitting up. Now I'm going to preface this because Florida water isn't something you just commonly come by. Like Florida water is generally going to be something that you find in the South. It is part of um, the like a voodoo tradition. So there are other things you can use besides Florida water. Florida water is just kind of like a kick in the ass kind of uh, mixture. So, but especially if you're a bit, I don't necessarily think it would be the worst thing. Even though voodoo and hoodoo are closed, you could still buy it. But if you were a bit touchy on that, you know, maybe you wouldn't want to. Yeah, there's there's other things you can use. You can use other essential oils, so on and so forth. Your own mixture. Make your own. I was about to say, make your own. Yeah. So, like, it. this isn't the be-all, end-all. This, I, I, I should have said this at the beginning, this is a very um, hoodoo-ish kind of ritual. So, you can adjust it for your purposes, for your wants, and to take out the more hoodoo-voodoo side of it. So... Step one. I mean, every spell is adjustable. Exactly. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> this is the thing we tout all the time. So step one, you have to create a sacred space, which is what the Florida water and the sage are meant for. Um, so whatever you use to create your sacred space, you can use to create your sacred space instead of the sage or the Florida water. And then open your windows and your doors if possible because that's going to help the uh, harmful energy escape. So it's not oh, attached yeah. to you anymore. Please do that when you, like, incense and take your house anyway. Yeah. If, if, if you're smudging in your house, you want to open up your windows and doors because you don't... If you keep all that closed, then the smoke is just going to rise to the ceiling. It's going to stick around. It's you're not going to have a way to get out. Sweeping it under the rug. Exactly. <laughs> So step two, you light your candle and you center, focusing on your intent and setting your intention. Step three, you bind your feet with the thread, which represents the toxic oh. cords. And then you have to say, you don't have to say this, but this was part of it. Uh, you say, this is what blocks me from moving forward on my path. Step four, you bind your wrists, which I assume is why... They said you could do with another person and say, this is what keeps me from receiving all that I have been asking for. Step five, sit and meditate on your toxic experiences with this specific person and then allow the cords to absorb that specific energy. Step six, when you're ready, uh, cut the cords with the scissors that you had, uh, which the scissors could be like an athame or something else ritualistic that you use to cut stuff. Granted, athames are usually specifically used for energetic. They're not usually used for physical cutting, but that's up to you. So you cut the cords on your hands and feet. 
saying, I release the ties that bind. I claim that which is mine. I move forward in light and freedom. So be it. Step seven, you spray yourself with the Florida water to seal your energy field. Again, whatever mixture you decided to mix up for yourself could go in place of the Florida water. And then the last step is to burn the thread and bury the ashes away from your home. Or if you're a city witch, which I like the fact that it specified this, if you're a city witch, burn the uh, threads completely until they're just ashes and then you flush the ashes. That is what I like to do. Yeah. So that's what I have. That's cord cutting. I just thought, I was like, since you put, you know, places, I was like, you know what, though? Could I cord cut my imposter syndrome? Oh, you know what? If it works, tell me about it. Because I need to do the same. But I feel like if you were doing that, you'd have to, like, almost, almost like you'd have to cord cut your shadow self. And I don't, oh God. Well, I don't know do if that. that's possible. Well, I was, I was thinking an alternative. I was like, how about we cord cut some of the people who made me feel like an imposter? That's better, I think. Because y'all gotta go. Y'all gotta <laughs> fucking get out. Y'all gotta go. <laughs> oh. I, all I could imagine when you were talking at the beginning, I was like, I bet you Josh is still attached to my heart chakra. Oh, for sure, for sure. That motherfucker. <laughs> motherfucker so a witch could look at me and she was like you have a, like a big ass red cord attached to your sacral chakra and your heart chakra and I'm like girl I know girl I know I just can't I can't cut through it girl I know and you don't want to go I've been signed <laughs> actually that's what we think of it because I thought of those tarot readings and I'm sitting here being like why does he keep popping up in my tarot readings yeah I might need to cut that cord yeah that one might need to go you might need to rip yeah, it out I, well didn't know it was still there <laughs> Now I know. Now I know. <laughs> I feel though. And and I, I will say this, like I was saying, like that person could still be in your life. It's just you don't want them feeding off you energetically. So you can still enjoy them being in your life as a person that you enjoy. But you're just not serving them. Like, you're not serving that's, them your energy on a silver platter. Right, and that's when we practice shielding. Ex yeah. Which I'm still not very good at, but girl, I'm trying. <laughs> I'm trying. <laughs> <laughs> What's your media? What media type do you have? Well, okay, I didn't, okay, listen. <laughs> <laughs> so, you see, you see what had happened was... Okay, well, uh, I was going through our things, and I was like, why does that thing feel like it's, like, yin and yang, and it's completely obvious? So I decided to ignore that part. So I want to talk, <laughs> talk about Spawn. Okay. Because a new, they're, try, they're trying to make a new one, and I am watching it with a fucking hawk's eye. <laughs> <laughs> because I want this movie so bad, you don't even know. So Spawn is a comic book for y'all that don't know. Hi, I am your resident nerd. <laughs> so I say what I say because if you know the plot of Spawn, Spawn has nothing to do with energy. Spawn is about a nice black man who is in the military, who is in a part of those secret service type type 
hashtag deal, and he and he gets murdered. And then he goes to hell. And then he comes back as spawn, as in a hell spawn. <laughs> so he comes back as a hell spawn, <laughs> and then <laughs> and uh, there's um there's these demons. He is attacked. I'm trying to remember the name of the demon. He is attached to a demon. There is a specific demon that makes hell spawns. There has been more than one. There's some before him, and then there's some after him. And that one makes demons, hell spawns, that come back, and their job is to, they kill people. Uh, they kill people that they're, they're told to, they're told to. one specifically that follows him around because at first he has amnesia so he don't know what happened he just comes back as swan and the suit if you know anything about dr strange this is very the suit and his cape are very much like dr strange's cape it has the mind of its own it does what it do which is really cool and i want a cape that does that is like it's sort of like venom the suit kind of it has a it, it's like a symbiote kind of it, it does it, it kind of it does think on its own sort of kind of <laughs> and so he gets murdered and then he comes back to spawn and then now his job is to do whatever this demon wants him to do and he gets back to earth basically, from hell. <laughs> and he doesn't know anything, and his wife gets together with one of his former Secret Service team members, and they get married. Because uh, he's dead. He didn't realize he was dead. So that's very much shocking. <laughs> and uh, the de- there's another. So they're brothers. These demons are brothers. But anyway, one of them is has the job of training him and has to tell him who he is and what happened. And he's a clown. <laughs> so if y'all don't like clowns, I'm sorry. <laughs> They're everywhere. And I'm sorry because I don't like them either. <laughs> <laughs> but he takes the form. He's called the Violator. Oh, all right. <laughs> I don't like that at all. <laughs> And he takes the form of a clown. He has a demon form. And it's not a clown. But he takes the form of a clown and he helps Spawn, whose name is Al Simmons. I did say that, but his name is Al Simmons. And he helps him become Spawn. So Spawn, it's very gruesome. Like, if you're... If, if you like stuff like... I know they just did The Boys. That's the TV series. That's more modern. If you like stuff like that, you'll like Spawn. If you like Hellboy, you'll also like Spawn, because that's this is the vibe. That's the vibe. <laughs> Fair enough. We're not talking Superman. We're talking blood and guts. And not kid-friendly. <laughs> so, Spawn has always been one of my favorites. They also just put Spawn in the newest Mortal Kombat as a character, a DLC character. And he's very good there. He's also one of the only, like, mainstream black heroes, anti-heroes, which I'm like, I need more of. There was a movie that came out in 97, which is not very good. <laughs> so, 
Sorry. <laughs> but it's not good. They're trying to make another one. So I'm hoping that that works out. There is an animated series. Let me tell you, it was produced by HBO. That shit's good. Just like the Batman animated series good and Superman's good. All the animated series are good. Spider-Man series is good. For some reason, when we animate comic stuff, it's awesome. Please go watch that. <laughs> if you need to know. If you want more heaven and hell. Because in the comics, he also kills God. Oh. He kills the devil, too. Oh. So then, I don't... Then he becomes something else. Oh. <laughs> At that point, you're not Spawn anymore, and I don't know what to call you. <laughs> <laughs> he does get revenge, because there's a man named Jason Wynn who is the reason he's murdered, so he does get revenge and kill him <laughs> for his murder, <laughs> which is what you would do. <laughs> if you are, like, a Spider-Man and Superman fan and you don't like, like, the Punisher... And such, you're not going to like this. This is very much, that's over there. This is very much like the Punisher in, like, Terminator. This is like, we going to get revenge and murder people. It's going to be a Merkin kind of day. <laughs> Literally. He also kind of does a God of War, like a Kratos God of War. He has, like, some chains that come off of his suit, and he uses them like they're cool. The comic book is written by Todd McFarlane. It is not owned by anybody. It's not Marvel or DC. He owns it. He is not going to sell that bitch. He said, fuck you. No, literally. I think DC asked to buy it. He said, fuck that. Nope. No, because they're just going to fuck it. (laughs) They're literally... Although there has been a Batman and Spawn crossover, and that's, that's some good shit. So for all the times Batman's talking about, I don't murder, just know he says, I don't murder. I mean, he don't have a problem with you murdering. Because he's friends with Spawn. Yeah, so, it's, his, it's his own morals. That's fine. That's his immortal soul. You know what? He's like, that's your immortal, immortal soul, this is mine. <laughs> I don't want to murder anybody either. That's fine. There's also a lot of cussing. So, blood and guts and gore and sex and cussing. So, just... Watchmen. I like it. Ah. Girl... Right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so spawn spawn is all about spawn reminds me of like stuff that um neil gaiman and mark millar write that mm. they're it's it's in that world because it's very much it's not christianity but it's christianity uh okay well, i say i say mark millar because mark millar writes vulgar stuff mark millar doesn't do religious stuff but it reminds me of stuff that neil gaiman likes to write because it kind of gets into it's sort of like if you've read the sandman you'll like spawn well maybe not if you don't like gore but because it's sort of kind of religious sort of kind of christian sort of kind of it uses a lot of the mythology it dabbles yeah same way that alan moore dabbles Hmm. same way that lots of people dabble that's why i like it because i'm like hmm hmm Because he kills God, but it's not God, obviously, but it's God, it's their gods, and their universe, God. Right. (laughs) How many times can you say the word God? (laughs) I don't know, man. (laughs) The animated animated series is also, the art is really good. As two people who watch anime, 
there is bad art. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And sometimes you will just suffer through it. (laughs) This is not one of those times. Spawn the Inmate series by HBO. It's really good. It looks good. It looks damn near like the comics. It's like, whoever commissioned that, thank you. (laughs) But that is Spawn. It's about demons. Demons. (laughs) People from hell. Wow. (laughs) Although, if you are kind of anti-Christian, I mean, Maybe don't. You won't like it. <laughs> this will this will not be the media for you. No. Oh, there's also a pedophile in there. They kill oh. him. But oh, okay. There, there is one. <laughs> so if that's trigger, please don't. That's trigger. You you. Trigger warning. You have been warned. He drives an ice cream truck. Oh man, he, man. He murdered like. <laughs> Man, you can't trust ice cream trucks either. No, he did snatch up a girl. Like, he was, he killed a whole bunch of kids, and then I think he was convicted, and I don't remember if he served his time, but he was, like, he did murder some kids, and then and then when he got out, he was driving an ice cream truck, and he took a little girl and murdered her. But then no. that's why Spawn was commissioned to go get him. No, 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 no. How the fuck do you go to jail... And then get out and they allow you to drive an ice cream truck, which caters to children. <laughs> and Spawn, when Spawn killed him, he, he, he killed him and he gave his corpse to the cops and there was like a letter on it or something. Oh my oh, god. Being like, being like, he made, something along the lines of like, he made them... S- it was something along the lines of ice cream, but kind of like he made them scream, so I made him scream and scream and scream. Oh. Basically. <laughs> I was like, damn, Spawn. Spawn's not here for the child murder. Neither am I. We are one in the same on that. <laughs> what do you have? <laughs> All right. Going from that. <laughs> I have a book duology that I just recently listened to. So the reason I have it, the reason I didn't run out of books is because I read more books. <laughs> oh. So this duology is um, Bone Crier's Moon and Bro- Bone Crier's Dawn by Catherine Purdy. I had to read that name. Catherine Purdy. And I'm just going to read the synopsis so I don't fuck it up because that's just something I tend to do. So, the synopsis is, uh, Bone Criers are the last descendants of an ancient famille, 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 it's based in France, uh, an ancient famille charged with using the magic they draw from animal bones to shepherd the dead into the afterlife, lest they drain the light from the living. Elise? Aless? Aless. I think it's Aless. <laughs> I listened to two whole books, and I still don't remember how to say her name. Um, Aless has been prepared since birth to become their matriarch, but first she must complete her rite of passage to kill the boy she's destined to love. Bastion's father was slain by a bone crier, and he's seeking revenge ever since. Now his vengeance must wait as Aless's ritual has begun, and their fates are intertwined in life and death. Let me go to the second book because there has more in that. All right. (laughs) 
I got it. <laughs> because it didn't mention, like, there's three whole main characters in this book, and it didn't mention one of them in that last synopsis, so it's like, excuse me? Anyways, so the synopsis for the second book is, Love is a matter of life and death. Bone criers have been ferrying the dead into the afterlife for centuries, a dangerous duty only possible with the powers they gain from sacrificing their amours, which is uh, the men destined to love them and die. But bone criers Aless and Sabine, along with Aless's love Bestine, Bestine, Bestian, are working to chart their own course and rewrite the rules of the afterlife. If they don't break the soul between Aless and her amore, she could die just as Bastion's father did. Sabine struggles to maintain her authority as matron of her famille. Man, these French words just get in me. <laughs> the role... <laughs> The role always destined for her sister, even as she fights to control the violent jackal power within her, within her, Bastion is faced with a new dilemma as the spirits of the underworld threatens the souls of his friends and his father. Aless attempts to resist her mother's siren song as she's drawn to her own version of the underworld. How will she save her friends when she she's cut off from their world? So, I don't actually remember what the word they use for the bone criers is because it's not bone criers. Of course you wouldn't like, they had a different word for them. And I can't remember what they're called, but it's something like farriers. It's probably the word for farrier in French. Point being, <laughs> point being is these bone criers ferry the dead into the underworld. You have, um, you basically have a heaven and hell, so whatever. The underworld is where, obviously, you're getting punished for bad deeds, and the heaven is where you're getting rewarded for good deeds. Whatever. It's <laughs> basic It's basic Christian mythology without the names of God and the devil, because you have a... Tyrus is the, essentially, he rules the underworld. Tyrus un rules the underworld, and, uh, what the fuck is the goddess's name? I don't remember. Anyways, and the goddess rules the heavens. So, bone criers go, as they grow up, they have to kill animals and take a bone, and that bone imbues them with the powers of the animals, the gifts of the animals. So, like, a hawk can give them better vision, and a fire salamander can help them um, heal quicker. Sharks is quickness in water, so on and so forth. Basically, any and all gifts that the animal has had has becomes the woman's. And they have to have three before they can do the ritual to kill their amore. Because they can't become a full-fledged bone crier unless they kill their amore. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> trying to get my thoughts in order of how to explain the whole amore thing. So the amore is the man that's supposed to love them, like, to be their forever love, whatever the fuck you want to call it. And they can either choose to kill him during the full ceremony or choose to spend a year with him. But 
they usually spend a year with them to make more bone criers babies. Yeah, <laughs> but the issue with that is if they decide not to kill their amore at the end of the like at the end of the year, if they do not put the knife to their throat and slit it themselves, um, they will die as well. So not only does the amore die, still die, but they do too. Mm. What's okay. the trade-off? <laughs> All right. All right, and. Uh, Aless, when she goes to do her ritual, because she's supposed to take over her mother's position as Matron, she goes, she, she's like gung-ho, she's like, yeah, I can do this, I'll be the youngest Matron, and I'll be the youngest bone crier ever, blah, 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 you know, typical main character kind of mentality. So she goes to do this thing. <laughs> And Bastion is the, the vengeful little shit. <laughs> him and his friends, him and his two friends, their fathers were killed by bone criers. And he's spent his whole life since then bound and determined to kill a bone crier and get his revenge. I know how why it works. You know how I works. This dumbass. <laughs> He's like, oh, I'm not going to be like my father. Joke's on you, motherfucker. <laughs> so they find the bridge that Aless is doing her ritual on, and he gets caught in her siren song. He is the one drawn into her siren song because they they do their siren song, and it... um. It attracts the Amore. Wherever the Amore is in the city, it will attract them no matter how far they are. But John's an idiot, and he's the one who got attracted. <laughs> so they go through this whole thing, and the reason I bring this up is because for the entire rest of these two books, they spend the entire time trying to figure out how to break the bond between Aless and Bastion, and Aless and her Amore. They, two whole books they spend trying to break this bond, because obviously Sabine, which is Aless's best friend, does not want her best friend to die because she can't kill a boy. I mean, Aless was all gung-ho, ready to kill the boy, and then she danced with him, and she's like, oh, fuck, I can't do it. She got feelings. They caught feelings for each other like dumbasses. That's how it be. That's how. Uh, That's no. how it work. That's <laughs> why. So, um, Aless, like, she gets kidnapped by them, and both Aless and Bastion cannot manage to just slit each other's throats. They can't do it. They tried multiple times. It doesn't work. They freak out. So they spend all these books trying to figure out how to break the bond. Of course, you know how YA goes. Most YA is not going to be like Divergent where or like I can't think of another one that killed off the main character, but it's not going to be like that. Obviously, this YA is not it, it, did not do that. So everybody makes it at the end. Spoiler alert. Everybody makes it. 
and they figure out how to break the bond. <laughs> Which is great, but they stand, spend two whole fucking books doing it. And on top of that, Sabine is, like, Sabine is the kind of main character that's the black sheep of the family, where Aless is, just fits in perfectly. They are foils of each other. This we, we had this whole conversation beforehand. They're foils of each other. Foils. And Sabine is the kind of character who does not want to kill anything. She cried killing the salamander that makes up her, her necklace, and she's never been able to kill another animal. She, she, she's almost basically vegetarian, like vegan. She can't do it. And that changes once Aless fucking gets kidnapped. <laughs> And she ends up killing, like, four more animals within the first book. <laughs> Which is not something they're technically allowed to do. The Bone Criers are allowed to have three, and the, ma the, the matron, the matriarchal figure, she's allowed to have five. And she's the only one who's allowed to have more than three. And then Sabine says, I need all these animals. I need all their gifts and stuff. I need all of them to go save Aless. Aless isn't in that much of trouble. Aless is, <laughs> Aless is like, she's only going to die because they keep her underground like an idiot. She's like a flower. They're like flowers. They have to, they're, 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 they're witchy flowers. They have to get the, the moon and the stars and they have to get all that energy. Or they will wilt away and die. <laughs> Point being, Sabine spends two whole books killing animals because she's like, I have to get their gifts because I have to save her, and this is the only way to save her is to get more gifts. And it's like, I don't know about you, but overloading a battery has never made the battery last longer. <laughs> but that's just my hot take on that. Thanks, Sabine. But that's just you. That's just you know. She 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 not thinking that. She not. She not. She's not. And she refuses to finish like do the ceremony. She refuses to do the ceremony. She will not kill a human. What about all the animals you just killed? <laughs> Poor babies. Fuck the animals. Fuck the animals. You fucking just. That's what she was thinking. Fuck the animals. <laughs> Uh, she spends most of it crying. Anyway. <laughs> oh. Um, but yeah, so she can't become a full bone crier because she won't kill her amore. She doesn't even know who it is. We don't find out who it is. It doesn't happen. Well, the writer said it didn't matter. It doesn't. <laughs> it doesn't in the end. She gets somebody else who's not her amore. It I'd like to spoil it, but I also don't, but I kind of do. I'll spoil it after we uh, we sign off for this episode. Anyways, that's, they're, they're good books. I enjoyed them. Um, if you listen to the audiobooks like I did, beware. Bastion's voice is fucking irritating at the very beginning. Oh. Like, he has this weird, raspy, whisper, growl thing going on, and it's not attractive. <laughs> It's, and you're just not, you're just not feeling it. It's really just frustrating to listen to. <laughs> you're like, what the fuck is this? What is that? Stop. <laughs> but yeah, they're good. 
Go ahead and read them. That sounds good. Listen to them. I like how both of ours is kind of sort of slightly Christian, but like not. Yeah. But, but yeah. Clearly but, our, our one brain cell was... Working overtime. <laughs> working double, like triple time. But I, I'm just glad this one uh, corresponded with my, you know, topic this time. Because they spend the whole time trying to figure out how to cut an energetic link between the two. <laughs> it all makes sense. You should have listened to our podcast. No, honestly. You should have just taken that knife and cut the dumbass. Anyway. You should have listened to us. We would have told. This was a, this was a very long episode. <laughs> oh, well, you know. Sometimes that happens. Just. Well, if you would like to hear more from us, you can find us on Twitter and Instagram. Just typing in at Podcast. You can, or you can shoot us an email, mixwitchespodcast at gmail.com. Forgot my lines. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to step on yours. Uh, we also have a Society6, which is also at Mixed Witches Podcast. And you can go to our little website that still doesn't have anything else on it. You can go to our website, which is mixedwitchespodcast.squarespace.com. And uh, you can find all of our... The little uh, episodes there. You can find a short FAQ. If you guys want other questions answered, you know, send us an email. It'll Get be fun. That. Yeah. Do that. We like talking to people. As much as we talk about not liking to talk to people, we do like to talk to people. I do enjoy the people. Just not too much. I'm trying to learn. I'm trying to learn how to enjoy the people. Yeah. I have a limit. I have a social battery limit. <laughs> and it gets drained very quickly at work. <laughs> I just don't want to be ruled by my social anxiety anymore. That's all I want. I feel. That's all I want. Well, I hope you guys had a, I hope you guys enjoyed this episode. It was like I said, it was a really long one. But I feel like there was some good information in there. There was a lot of a lot of discussion going on. Yeah, philosophy. Philosophical conversation this time. But we hope to see you next week. And we hope you have a great week and a good start to May. So see you next week. Bye. Getting faded, did not appreciate all that they created. We're chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Thinking more, but doing less. Keeping score, but failing at the test, y'all. Chasing after that witch's brew. Damn, 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 damn. Chasing after that witch's brew. Got nothing better to do Cause y'all sailing down Easiest street again Damn X marks the spot Or is it O Getting high then feeling so low Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn
no fire We've been burned, he's in desire Chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn about paradise Play those cards, baby, roll those dice Y'all chasing after that witch's brew Damn, 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 damn It's going well and then it's not You start to go and then you stop Cause you're sailing down easy street again Damn, almost within reach But out of your grasp Drop at the bottom of your glass, y'all. Chasing, Chasing after, after that witch's brew. Damn, damn.